20 minutes from now in the final segment on this tremendous football Thursday. We'll get to our NBA bets for tonight in a moment, but we got to finish up uh, P-squared, B-squared NFL Awards. Jake, fade the music up here, please. And Ken, one last market for us to discuss here, NFL Awards market, and that is Comeback Player of the Year, where Damar Hamlin, and we'll, we'll, like, we'll like be monitoring because we'll know in like 20 minutes whether he's going to play in this game or not. Uh, Damar Hamlin's going to be active tonight. Uh, he's only played in one game thus far this season. Minus 165 still in the market. Tamar Hamlin is to be comeback player of the year. Tua Tungavailoa remains the second choice at plus 250, and then we draw a line. Lamar Jackson, 14. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Brees Hall, TJ Watt, all at 20. Baker Mayfield at 25. Chase Young, like played a good game last week against the Giants, is 80 to 1. And Kyler Murray, who will be back at some point for the Arizona Cardinals, maybe this week, maybe next, 150 to 1. Ken, uh, as we approach week eight, how are you looking to bet comeback player of the year? Well, you know, we bet it really, really aggressively early in the season to gather up all these players that we liked at prices that we thought were really good. And, uh, and those prices are still like aging really well. I mean, like Cooper Cup was 80 to one and he's still like one of the, the lower price guys to win. And Chase Young's odds dropped in most places after last week. So it's not that things are going poorly. Uh, I just I would like like one of my players to emerge as like a really, really not just a good candidate, but like a really strong candidate. And it's probably not going to be Baker Mayfield like he's going to lose again tonight in all likelihood. And that doesn't end his candidacy, but it kind of puts it on life support a little bit like he's he's less likely to win now for sure. And uh, even I can admit that I have a lot of money on him. Uh, I still think it's cup. I still think he's the most likely winner, honestly, of all players. I think he's the most likely winner. You need more than you got last week, but a game against Dallas, maybe he gets, uh, maybe he can have a big statistical game and kind of get back on the radar here a little bit. He is the most conventional, like, winner of the award in terms of type of player, like what he's returning from, that people like him. Uh, it all, it all still kind of fits together for him a little bit. Um, but it, it does kind of raise an interesting. And Chase Young, to your point, had two sacks has like five and a half sacks like he's on pace to have like a pretty good statistical season the team is sort of like not made a decision about whether to shop like him and sweat like and with the trade deadline approaching maybe they don't move either player if they lose to the eagles by a lot could chase young play on a different team in the second half of the year that'd be like kind of interesting actually for his get a little more exposure would be good for his candidacy but it seems like a little bit like a pipe dream long shot right now so i'm not displeased with any of those guys i just i wished by now that it was like a little more clear like which one we could go with to try to win this market. Cause like, I'm going to be honest, you know, we can ask like, well, what happens if none of them are good? Like who wins? Like, which I'm trying to kind of ask right now, like who wins if nobody's good? Like, do they give it to Tua? Maybe like, cause they don't give him MVP and Mahomes wins or Lamar wins. And it's like, okay, here's like a way to kind of acknowledge that like you were going to retire and now you came back. Like, okay, I could buy, I could buy that. I'd never bet it at a low price, but like I could buy that as like a, a safety net or a fallback kind of an option. I really don't think it's Hamlin still, and I, I just, I'm going to, you know, go down with the ship, we say, when you're, like, going to bet on a team when they keep losing. I'm going to keep going with that opinion until I'm given evidence to the contrary, and I don't think I'm going to be, but I can be wrong. Um, it's really just, like, I sound a little more subdued on this this week. I just, I I know I was in, re- like, whether the players win or not, like, I know I was in really good, and I think we're going to, I think, I really think it's going to end up being cup, but, like, still need the players to to do things, need the players to make plays, need the players to be recognized and and see their prices drop. So just looking for that this week, Chase Young is unlikely to have it happen. He plays the Eagles um, again, uh, who will probably not have a sack against. Although I know Jalen Hurts is injured, maybe he can get him. And uh, and honestly, it's really like it's cup right now for me. And we can talk about, I'm sure you want to talk about Kyler and some other guys. It's almost like an award market where you look at every candidate and you just go like, except really cup for me. And you just go like, nah, 
Like I don't people I got a lot of notes about Brees Hall. Just like for me, and not even for me, like who cares what I think, historically, you, you, a young player does not win this award. And like he was hurt in his rookie season. Like there's no comp. Like, like comeback player of the year is you reached a really high level of success, like in your career, got hurt or had something happen and then came back to achieve that level of success. Brees Hall didn't have any of that stuff. Like he just got hurt. That's all that happened. And he like showed you flashes before he got hurt. Like he didn't even play a season. So it's just like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me that like, he's that guy. And I don't even think people think of Lamar for this award. Kind of like how I think people don't think of Tua for this award, but I do think people more think of Tua than they think of Lamar. Um, so I just, you look at all the candidates, you just go like, no, 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 no. And that's what makes me think it's gonna be Cooper Cup at the end. Goes over a thousand yards, has you know, eight or 10 touchdowns, whatever. Uh, I still think it's him, but uh, let's gather some more information this week and hopefully our positions will age really well. Give me a little bit here on Kyler Murray, who like may be back for the Cardinals this week. And if not this week, we assume it'll be next week. I mean, if it's next week, you're talking about a half season. Um, it's possible. You know, this is the most narrative driven award, to be honest. Uh, so it, it, what, what I mean when I say that is there, there are no statistical thresholds. There's no minimum number of wins. There's no minimum number of games played. There's no things that you can look at criteria beyond just like narrative or like who makes sense and uh, and say like, well, he's not going to meet that threshold. Uh, there aren't any of those. So I have to at least like tell you that there's some chance that he wins, comes back and plays really well. And especially if everyone's a zero, Cup never materializes. Uh, I don't think Lamar's ever going to win or Brees also like they're irrelevant to me, honestly. Um, the voters don't think of Tua that way. Uh, you know, like Chase Young never gets it done and they don't trade him. Hamlin keeps being inactive. Like, all right, like there's just a vacuum here in that situation. And I was taken, guys. I thought there would be a vacuum and I thought one of my players would occupy it. And I'm just like, I'm waiting for that to happen. I would like it to have like one player and I please occupy it. Like I'm, I'm waiting like anytime now. And uh, so that could be Kyler because it could be no one else. And what happens in that situation? So I think it's a little bit of a long shot. It's only half a season. Um, he's also going to play on a team that's going to be really bad and not win a lot. So it's like, cool, he can come back and play well. It's also not likely they're going to win a lot or likely that they want to win a lot. And that won't be how Kyler interprets it. Like he'll want to play, but just they're like behind the eight ball because their talent isn't very good. And they're gonna be dogs in a lot of games that they play. So can he win? Sure. But like, is it likely that he wins? No. And uh, you know, maybe the price should end up dropping to 20 or 30 or something when he comes back. But beyond that, like you got to see kind of like how voters and how media interpret what's happening with him and, uh, and then kind of go from there and see how these other players also play. So he can win. Um, I don't think he should be the favorite or anything, but he is absolutely a name to follow, and we'll probably talk more about him next week. Yeah, I, I almost like I kind of want to ask about Von Miller, but like he's done nothing this year, and like maybe he has a good like Michael tonight, Thomas, like the candidacy, like cool, start. cool yeah. like big name, but like no, like no, and nobody even thinks about these players like that. Do you agree with me on Brees Hall, by the way? I mean, yes. But also, if it's like a really narrative-driven award, and like the Jets get to the playoffs, and he's the best player on the offense, like could I see like sports writers talking themselves into it? Maybe. But yeah, like you do a, a compelling right. like case breaking. Like here's the history of the award. Like this is usually not how it works. I just like right. it d does that. Like do writers think about things like that, or are they gonna say, "Wow, like like Zach Wilson was the quarterback, and this guy like helped their offense get like he helped them get into the playoffs." So like I, I don't know is the answer to the question. I right. Guess. I just I, I think probably like... right, but. But who knows? We're, we're putting yeah. things in like the hands of like you know, 
Right, sure. That's and that's that's why I had to like at least walk back what I said about Tua, where I just go, okay, like even if there's only a couple people saying this, a couple people can turn into a lot of people, and this just might be the especially if there aren't like a lot of other candidates, like this is the direction they'll choose to go in, and like that's that's okay. Um, it just I, you know I don't know what it is right now, and it's like to me the crux of everything or like the the pivot point for everything will be like if Cup really falls flat, then like I I have to really like put just think about this a lot more about like what's going to happen because like i think i picked really good candidates but like you still need the guys to play well no matter who you bet on and uh and if they if they don't like what is everyone saying about this i really i really don't think it's going to be hamlin and i know people are be like well the fallback will be they'll vote for damar hamlin be like i just if he's just gonna not play I really don't. I think Tua would be much more likely at the end of the year if no one materializes, and it's like an easy vote to make. The doctors told him he should retire. Now he's like he came back and he's going to be you know a top five MVP candidate. I don't think that's the most likely thing, but I would pick that before I would pick Hamlin in terms of just like probability of happening at the end of the year. Even though I don't think either is like the necessarily where we're going to go. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll find out coming up in short order here, like if DeMar Hamlin is active for tonight's game. And if he's not, right. he will have only played in one game. But I don't think they have any safety injuries. That's the thing. For all the defensive injuries for the Bills, the defensive linemen, Milano, Tredavious White, like they, they're two starting safeties, Hyde and Poyer. Like I know Hamlin was active because one of them was hurt before. But they also, Taylor Rapp is their third safety, who like, like they got, like, I, I don't want to say this is going to sound mean, but like got like kind of so that he would play and DeMar Hamlin wouldn't play. And they weren't sure if Hamlin was going to be ready. Like they had to make other plans because they weren't sure what was going to happen with DeMar Hamlin, like coming into this year, just because of his health, honestly. So, and his performance, it's both things. And we have to say that. Uh, so just like, you know, until that position group sustains an injury, it's really unlikely he's going to be, act he could be active tonight. Sure. He could be active in any game. It's just really unlikely. Cause like, why? Like, why, why would he be active? Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense if you're the Buffalo Bills. So just like, I don't think this is it. I don't think that's it. I don't know if it's Tua. I'm reluctant to say that. I'm reluctant to even say it could be him. I really don't think it's Hamlin. It's never Lamar. I think Brees Hall is unlikely. So you're just kind of like, all right, any time now, someone like who, who would like to do this? And I really think there's still that vacuum. All right, you better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a tremendous football Thursday. Great job from the GOAT of award betting. Ken Barkley, all show long, P-squared, B-squared, NFL awards. Uh, got some uh, got some NBA to do here. We want to do um, best of the best, or do you just want to, like, well, yeah. how do you want to do this? All right, we could go game by game, I guess. I, I have, like, a thoughts on each game. It'd be probably easier to go game by game. Uh, what, what do you like, want some music, probably, right? Yeah, I mean, can Jake, like, fast forward to the... Jake, like, can you uh, play the, the best uh, round and just yeah. Jake? How about Jake? Play the Mario music, the NFL music. Go, oh. no oh, curveball. Oh hell yeah, yeah! Jake was ready on that one. All right, just in the interest of time, I love this song, but let's we'll get to the games. Uh, Ken, let's we'll start with Milwaukee and Philadelphia. For people that missed it, uh, this the, the James Harden situation so ridiculous. So Harden apparently was expecting to play in the game, and then like he showed up, and the Sixers told him basically, "Hey, pack your bags, buddy, and get out of here." Um, I think the prevailing thought, Ken, amongst like the you know, the NBA insiders, so he's just saying NFL, the NBA insiders, is that Harden's going to get traded at some point. We just don't know when. So Harden's not going to play tonight for the 76ers. 
Sixers. Uh, and now we have Milwaukee with Chris Middleton going to play tonight. So Middleton is going to play tonight for Milwaukee. Uh, Damian Lillard obviously going to make his Bucks debut. Milwaukee about a six-point home favorite against Philly. The total's 227.5. Uh, Ken, your bets, please. Side total or props analysis for the Bucks and the Sixers, please. Yeah, this is, uh, and we're noting with Middleton, this, I don't think this plays in, well, it does a little bit. Um, it's very unlikely he's going to be playing more than like 15 or 20 minutes. He basically didn't play in the preseason. He played like one game for almost no time. Uh, and Adrian Griffin said, a new coach, by the way, for the Bucks, for people who haven't been paying attention, said after the game, like ramping him up from 10 to 35 minutes would be a huge mistake. So the implication there is Middleton's not going to play a lot. That's reflected in his points prop. Like I, this is not inside information. But just if you're thinking about the game conceptually, like, oh, Giannis, Lillard, and Middleton, it's like, actually, it's just two of those guys, really, for tonight. It's, just, it's really not a lot of Middleton. And if he plays, I actually don't think he'll be very effective. So I like the Sixers tonight, partly with that in mind. Like, it is not a full-strength Milwaukee team. Uh, and I think the Sixers can have just as much success without Harden in a one-game situation to start the season uh, with some of the things they're going to do. It's more usage for Tyrese Maxey, which I don't think is a bad thing. It's more usage for Tobias Harris, which I don't think in this offense is going to be a bad thing. Um, so I like the Sixers in the game, plus the points. Uh, I like Joel Embiid over four and a half assists in games where Harden does not play and Embiid ends up being like the primary distributor on offense. They run everything through him totally as opposed to only mostly through him. Uh, probably, I don't know if they're going to send doubles at him. Brooke Lopez actually does a pretty good job, but could end up with like a lot of open shooters. Be curious to see what this Nick Nurse offense looks like. Embiid over four and a half assists. And then Nurse had an interesting quote basically saying he wants Tobias Harris to be a bigger part of the offense, especially with James Harden not playing. Harris's points prop tonight is 15 and a half. Just seems like a little low for me in a game like this where Maxi can be kind of volatile in terms of how many shots he gets. Could see Harris getting a lot of open threes. So I like him over and then a really dumb bet I made as a result of that. Like if Lillard and Giannis cannibalize a little bit and Embiid like struggles and they apply a lot of pressure to him. Tobias Harris to be the leading scorer in tonight's game is 75 to one. Just like, I think it's just more likely than that. And you got the coach saying he's gonna be a bigger part of the offense. That's all I'm saying. It's 75 to one. I don't know, but like kind of like that. So Sixers and beat over assists, Tobias over points, and then a couple bucks on leading scores, 75 to one. If Harris gets hot from downtown, like that could definitely happen for you tonight for uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I kind of think the Sixers are going to win tonight without Harden. And how many times have we seen this in the past? Like with this team, with the, with this specific team too, the Sixers, whether Embiid misses a game or Harden misses a game, you get a great effort. Now that was with Doc as the coach. Also, like I think we kind of all like kind of collectively think Doc stinks. So whatever. And we like Nick Nurse. Uh, I'll take the Sixers tonight. I'm not going to take them to win the game. I actually will do for a couple bucks, like a six. Sixers, Suns, two-team money line parlay. But just for like the purposes of this conversation and for bets that we'll give out on the show, give me the Sixers plus the points tonight. Philadelphia plus the points. And uh, how about tip of the cap to our guy, Mike Gallagher, who helped me with my hashtag season-long fantasy basketball draft, where I was not expecting to take as early as I did. And this is like a me thing, not like a, a him thing or like a whatever. I just don't pay that close attention to it the way I do like the NFL. DeAnthony Melton... Apparently, oh, yeah. someone that a lot of people really like this year. I don't know if he's going to score a ton of points. I don't know if he's going to get a ton of rebounds or dish out a ton of dimes. But when you combine them all together, he going to go over. A little pra in your life. DeAnthony Melton, pra. Points, rebounds, assists. Over 15 and a half. Coming up next, our bets for the Lakers and the Suns, and then the Bucks and the Bills on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> 